There's a group claiming that farm workers are being mistreated. Is it true? Oftentimes, the details are checked and they don't necessarily line up with with what this particular group is saying. That doesn't seem to have stopped them from trying to convince other big companies to stop carrying products from these farms. What What's the game here? What's really going on with farm workers and how they're being treated? And, and what's the scoop with this group, UFW, United Farm Workers? We're hearing other stories about how farm workers say, hey, UFW hasn't done anything. And, and we've heard this, this story right here on the program um, from Sylvia Lopez, a farm worker from California who came up for a visit here in Washington State recently to talk with workers about UFW. She said UFW wasn't doing anything for farm workers, but was taking a percentage of their paycheck nonetheless. What's going on with this group? What is the truth? And what is the game that they're trying to play? Welcome back to The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and joining me right now from California is a spokesman for a group called Pick Justice, Jesse Rojas. Welcome to the program this morning, Jesse. And UFW, from what it looks like, isn't actually doing what it claims to be doing. They seem to have a little trouble telling the truth. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on and, and for being able to share our story of what's been going on here in California. You know, the, the, the UFW is doing in the state of Washington what they, what, you know, what, what they typically do, which is distort the, the facts, um, avoid focusing on their track record, which is not good at all in terms of helping employees and, and, and farms. Um, and at the same time, they simply lie to employees and do not involve them in the process. Um, you know, it was, it was very incredible to be able to speak at so many dairies uh, with Sylvia when she invited me to go up there with her and to see that uh, they were completely clueless when it came to what's been going on for the last few years in terms of UFW speaking bad about the product that they produce, uh, telling consumers not to buy it, their typical boycott uh, PR stunts. Uh, they had no idea that has, this has been going on for years. Uh, where they're telling consumers and, and companies like Dairy Gold and others, don't buy the product because, you know, dairy workers are mistreated and they have horrible working conditions. You know, the dozens of dairies that we spoke at and, 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 and hundreds of employees almost that we spoke with, um, they were happy where they were working. Uh, they, they love their job. They love what they do. And, and, and they, they wanted more information as to how they can stand up for themselves and actually speak uh, about what they want. You know, the UFW is pretending to speak on their behalf, but the reality is they have not attempted to reach out to the employees themselves. And, 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 you know, that's what I kept telling the employees that, look, at least in California, most of the time when the UFW is trying to organize employees, they'll try to go to your home and visit you and talk to you about their, their, their union and what they can potentially offer for you. They'll try to do public meetings at libraries and parks. But in the state of Washington, they have avoided doing that. And the reason for that is that um, agricultural employees, which includes uh, dairy uh, workers, um, have an advantage and a disadvantage, how I see it in the state of Washington. The advantage is that they can uh, speak among themselves and do whatever they want in terms of dealing with the union. Uh, there's no Because there's no law as we speak, there's no regulation that dictates uh, any issues between employees and unions. But at the same time, the disadvantage is that because of, there's no law or any regulation, uh, the UFW can try to force themselves and force a contract on employees without allowing them to vote or choose or be part of the negotiations. So what they're really trying to do in the state of Washington are two things. One, 
they've been trying to pre put economic pressure, put pressure on the people that buy their product. Two, they're trying to put political pressure, which means going to the state capitol in Olympia and trying to get legislators to pass some type of law or some type of mandate, as you guys call it out there, to be able to force themselves on employees and on, on, on dairies and farms. Uh, but the, the disadvantage there is that, you know, in the state of California, when we went with this issue with Sylvia uh, Lopez and her um, thousands of co-workers at Garawan Farms, is that there is an agency, a state agency that was created to uh, regulate this type of union disputes. Now, it's very corrupt and the process is very unfair, but at least it's a process. At least it's a process where they can collect signatures, where they can vote if they want a union or not, and where they can vote if they want, if they like the contract or not, uh, things like that. But in the state of Washington, there's no such thing. And the UFW knows that. Uh, they burn themselves so much in the state of California. Unfortunately, they've been uh, the cause of so many company closures and loss of jobs that they got to move somewhere else. And in this case, they're choosing the state of Washington as their next home, their next uh, uh, source of income, per se. Because let's let's let, let's be honest here. Let's realize this. We don't live in the 70s anymore, in the 80s. You know, I am not saying that back then there wasn't necessary changes that were needed in the fields. But today, employees know their rights. Employees know we have you know, dozens of agencies that we all pay for from our paychecks that uh, uh, focus on worker rights. We're not in the 70s or 80s anymore. And the UFW has truly not been able to offer anything of value or anything of service to its, uh, first of all, to its very small amount of members. They lost over 99% of their members in the last few decades. So they're desperate in need of money. And then you also look at their other fiasco with their own class, ironically, the, their own class action lawsuit filed, filed uh, by their own organizers, their own employees for not paying them right and not treating them right. So it's very hypocritical that the UFW continues to speak on behalf of employees when their actions tell otherwise. I think that's what's blown so many people away is that... These workers, the people who worked for the union, for UFW, sued them um, and won um, based on things that they hadn't been paid correctly. They were treated poorly. There were issues of harassment in the workplace inside the union that is supposed to be the group standing up against these issues for workers. Quite the opposite. They were the ones perpetrating these problems. I, I think, I don't know if you've had the experience of seeing how people react to that. But I know when I hear that, I, I'm, my jaw drops and it's like, how can you believe anything this group says? Well, to be honest with you, in my, you know, seven plus years of dealing with these agricultural labor relations issues and dealing with the UFW, I'll tell you, it's like most things. Uh, in part, I am to blame. I can blame the media, the general media that we have, because let's be honest, as normal uh, citizens and normal workers and that we are and, and you know we're, we're not very political savvy sometimes we just believe what we see on the media and unfortunately at least in california the media has not done a good job at at being uh unbiased or at least neutral when it comes to reporting i mean i, mm -hmm. I could tell you stories and stories of for over five years with the Garawan Farms issue on how media would completely refuse to, uh, you know, report on both sides of the story. I mean, even the media themselves, they they found it very difficult to report on the UFW's own class action lawsuit that they lost. And it goes deeper than that. When you, when you, when you talk about irony and, and being a hypocrite, um, the, the UFW themselves, they refused their own employees, meaning their own organizers from wanting to create their own union, from having representation. 
I mean, picture this. Step back for a minute and think of this. A union did not believe in having a union and having representation and collective bargaining. A union did not allow its own employees to be able to create their own, their own union, to be able to speak about what they wanted and their issues themselves. And that's what occurred, and that's why they got sued. But it went deeper than that. Even after they lost that class action lawsuit and they had to pay uh, the settle, settlement amount that they were supposed to pay, they still retaliated against the, 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 the members, meaning their employees, for the lawsuit. They, did, they changed things. They lowered their pay. They did things against the National Labor Relations Act. And therefore, there's actually, the last time I checked and I spoke to some of those organizers, uh, they have pending cases, unfair labor practices that have been filed with the NLRB about retaliation for suing them for not following the law. So we can spend here literally hours yeah. talking about, you know, things within their own camp that they just don't do themselves. So uh, my, my, look, our message to the dairy workers in Washington, when we went to speak to them, uh, me and Sylvia was very simple. Let us share our story. Let us share our our background and what we dealt with. And then go ahead and go ask the union for things. Go ask them questions. Go ask for documents. Go verify. Don't believe us. Verify all the information that we're giving you. And I think that's fundamentally, that's very uh, important because, you know, the UFW continues to tell people, oh, don't, li don't listen to those guys, those brainwashers, those union busters. Don't listen. They're lying. They're lying. I will never tell an employee not to listen to the other side. See, I believe that employees are very smart. I believe that they're so smart that based on the information you give them, if you give them all the information, all the real and factual information, they can make a decision for themselves and their families as to what's best for them. But the union, they utilize a, a, a mechanism where they think employees cannot speak for themselves. They think and they've said in court documents that employees are not smart enough to make their own decisions as to what's better for them. Therefore, they need a union. They need an organization to dictate uh, in terms of wages and conditions what's better for them. That's offensive. We believe the opposite. That's offensive that they say that. And, and it's documented in court paperwork? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something very interesting. The UFW went on record uh, in, in a court document, a court hearing saying uh, the employees at Garawan, One, they don't even know how to use smartphones. They don't know how to text message. They don't know how to use Facebook. I mean, that's such a lie that employees took it so offensive. I mean, I communicate with, all, I built a relationship with all these employees on Facebook. You know, I, I, I text them all the time. I've been to their houses. I got to know their families over the years. So for the UFW to still think that way of employees, I find it a slap in the face and I find it so uh, disrespectful that that's just how they think of their yeah. so-called members that they want. And they, so and, they, and they say all the time it's all about respect and yet they don't demonstrate any. Yeah, I think it's very important to look at propaganda and to look at promises versus the reality and the actions of the UFW. Look, I am not to say that there are not there are absolutely no good unions out there, but the UFW is definitely not one of them. Mm -hmm. They have very little members they, and the very few contracts, in fact, that they do still have. You can see that those contracts, most of them, they pay less than the farms in California that do not have a UFW contract. Do they try to convince workers that joining the union is the way to make more money? You're well, saying that they can. It's, it's the opposite of that. You know, legally they can say a union can say what during that campaign, a, a union can say whatever they want, make whatever promise they want, even if it's true or not for employees. And in fact, the law says that it's up to the employee 
to determine if that promise or that uh, propaganda is true or not. But in California, specifically the UFW, they're getting to the point where they know they can they cannot unionize themselves at all when it comes to farm employees. That, like I said, even in California, they are resorting to using um, uh, uh, legislative made uh, um, uh, regulations to try to impose themselves on on workers. Uh, even the former, uh, this is very interesting, and an LA Times article is, is available uh, out there. The chairman of the ALRB, which is the Agricultural Labor Relations Board, it's the state agency in California that regulates uh, agricultural employees, unions, and, and employers. He went on record when he resigned. He resigned and he wrote a letter and said, the UFW does not care about organizing employees at the farms anymore. And then he went further and said, in fact, most, if not all, of the petitions that our agency receives from employees are to get rid of the UFW, to decertify, not to try to bring in the UFW. I think that's a very powerful statement by, I believe, a government-appointed person who, in my opinion, you know, cares about uh, collective bargaining and unions. To him, for, for him, for him to be being frustrated about the UFW tactics. Right now with us, Jesse Rojas with Pick Justice down in California. They have an incredible story there, and, and we've heard some of that from Sylvia Lopez when we've talked with her before on this program uh, about exposing this union, UFW, United Farm Workers, uh, for what they really are, which is a group of folks who are more interested in money, apparently, than anything else is the way it appears, and that's the way that they treat workers. Um, they take money from their paychecks. They don't actually provide them any services or benefits, and then they go around talking even in court documents as you're just describing here jesse talking about how they view workers as as victims and as less than and and as not capable of standing up for themselves a lot of a lot of pretty offensive stuff and that's been borne out also in lawsuits against this union um jesse we have just a little bit of time left here on the farming show and and by the way i want to thank everyone for listening here on kgmi news talk 790 as well as on the save family farming podcast on soundcloud um what's what's your message to workers farm workers you know in in the dairy community even outside the dairy community here in washington state as as united farm workers looks more and more towards trying to expand here since they've been basically almost entirely pushed out of california by workers there who say we don't want you i i think my most important message to everyone that's listening both employees dairy or farm owners or even the public is that you have an opportunity right now as it is in the state of washington to potentially stop what has been happening to us in california you have the time and advantage of being able to step in do your research and act on what the ufw is doing right now before it gets out of hand either politically driven or economically driven so if you can do your own research, if you can stand up for the industry that feeds the world, it will be the most important thing you can do. You have to really educate people. You have to give them the resources they need to make their own decisions. I would have no problem if the UFW used uh, uh, typical methods of campaigning and, and trying to unionize farms by you know, providing information, reaching out to employees, trying to convince them, and then, you know, being able to vote and decide. I mean, we live in the United States of America, for God's sake. We should be able to have the fundamental right of voting or choosing what we want. But the UFW has never stood by that, has never wanted to allow workers to have the true voice, as they always claim, 
uh, when it comes to contracts, when it comes to being able to join a union or not. Even if you look back at the history of Cesar Chavez, who founded and started the UFW, he advocated to give uh, workers the right to choose. But the current UFW leadership is completely uh, on the opposite of that. And I think we have to look at that. It's not the UFW or the, the fundamentals of the union that we're trying to speak against here. We're speaking against the current leadership, those people in charge of the UFW that are pocketing the money of hardworking employees. So we have to take, in my opinion, the, the people in Washington have to take this very serious. And right now is the perfect time to educate the employees, to educate themselves, and also the public and the politicians as to the dangerous effects of what the UFW has been doing. Pickjustice.org is the website. Do I have that right, Jesse? Pickjustice.org? Yeah, pickjustice.org, pickjustice.com. We're on, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. A lot of what I'm saying, there's some really good videos that we've developed over the years that explain a lot of this cronism and corruption between the UFW and what they've done against employees. And, and again, to echo kind of a theme that you mentioned earlier, people don't have to take your word for it or my word for it. They can go ahead and Google some of these news stories where this ended up finally being covered down there in California, uh, particularly with what happened at Garawan Farms. So Google that and you can see the news coverage of it. You can see the TV pieces or you can go to pickjustice.org and they have them <laughs> posted there well, as well. You know, I always say documentation beats conversation. Absolutely. Jesse Rojas, spokesman for Pick Justice. Uh, thank you so much for your time here to, to fill us in on the program. And, and thank you more importantly for the work that you're doing to expose um, what's going on with this group that is harming farm workers under the guise of helping them. We know it's, it's something that you have done um, at some risk to your own potential reputation. You know, people save things against you, uh, have even potentially put your safety at risk with some of the things that have gone on, and you continue to speak out, and we, we appreciate that. I think when you're honest and when you believe and know exactly what you're doing and the bigger picture behind it, you'll be able to sustain a lot of those attacks and lies and things that come your way. I think, uh, uh, you know, what was that quote? If, if, if you stand up for what is right, if you do what's right, it, it, it all comes down. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thank you for your time and thank you for everyone to listen.